Thank you for tuning into this week's podcast from Discovery Church. Our hope is that this message would help you seek truth and find purpose. If you would like to know more about Discovery Church, please check us out online at mydiscoverychurch.ca. That said, let's go to this week's message. So this week we're looking at the hashtag TBT. And... uh, You might not know what TBT stands for. It's an abbreviation for Throwback Thursday. Uh, People would would hashtag this in a a picture that they were kind of like, maybe they uh, scrolled back through their phone and were like, oh yeah, this was from two years ago. I'm going to throw this on my social media and hashtag TBT and it'll be one of the most popular hashtags of 2017. And when somebody looks at TBT, I'll come up on their newsfeed. So that's, that's essentially what's happening. So TBT is kind of like a throwback to a time of the past. And if you're a Facebook user, which probably 95% of us have Facebook, whether or not we all use Facebook, you may remember the time when Facebook introduced this application in your, in your Facebook called Memories. And randomly on your, on your uh, news feed, on, on your Facebook page, a memory from the past will come up. And uh, sometimes these memories are... Funny. Sometimes they're very embarrassing. I have a lot of them. You're not going to see any of them this morning. But I agree with Pastor Caitlin. She said last week that it's sometimes kind of creepy that like you're talking about something and and it pops up. Um, but even though social media sometimes is like, man, what's like, what's going on? Uh, I I think memories is kind of a cool fact, a cool uh, part where we look at. And for me, it's, it was really cool to to kind of remember family when memories come up. And this past week, I was just searching back through memories on, on my Facebook page, and this one came up. This is uh, Hudson a year ago. This, so this is my little boy. He's, he's two right now. He's creating chaos in Discovery Kids. I'm sure of it. Um, so this is him at a birthday party eating something that we probably should have never let him eat. And, and, but then I looked, scrolled down a little bit further in memories, and this one popped up from five years ago. And this is Sophia, which she is definitely creating chaos in Discovery Kids. Uh, and, and my wife, who was playing the keys this morning, if you don't know her, her name is Shauna Lee. And they were traveling to Newfoundland. That was five years ago. Memories can bring back a time, right? It can bring back this, these opportunities to reflect on, man, where did life go? But we don't necessarily need Facebook to bring back memories, Maybe if you are a huge Facebook user and you were, uh, if you're really disappointed about our Edmonton Oilers this year, you can go back to a memory of 2005, yes, that many years ago, when we had the unpredictable run to the Stanley Cup. You might have been cheering for them and wishing for those years. Um, famous, famous words that we always say, there's next year. So hashtag next year. Jesus helped the Oilers get a first-round draft pick. Hashtag. But, but we, don't, we, don't need, we don't need Facebook to tell us about memories. Sometimes memories are struck uh, by smells. You walk into your, to your mom's house and you smell fresh, fresh baked bread and you're like, oh, I can remember the time I would sit down, I would run home. Or you go in and you smell a, bake, uh, a fresh baked pie or maybe a song, right? A song brings back a memory and depending, uh, maybe if your dating life wasn't too pleasant, you know, like every like, guy and girl's got like, this is our song. I'm going to do this a lot. This means hashtag. So you like hashtag stuff? I know it's from like literally throwback to two years ago, but we're going to do a hashtag. Okay. Um, 
But everyone has a song, so maybe a, a song comes on the radio and you gotta like turn it because you're like, my mirrors flash back to this horrible relationship that you had. But I was wondering to this morning, could we throw back, could we TBT back to a Thursday, back to the Thursday that Pastor Caitlin talked about a little bit last, last week, where Jesus and his disciples were eating a Passover meal. Throw back to a weekend that changed my life. Throw back to a weekend that changed the world, the split time. But personally, I think it's, we could throw back to a weekend that can change everybody's life that we encounter. I'd like to read it. It's found in Mark 14. I'm only going to read a portion of it, and then I'll paraphrase the rest of it. But in Mark 14, verse 13, on the Thursday, it says this. He sent two of his, his disciples, that's being Jesus, and told them, Go into the city. You will meet a man carrying a jug of water. Follow him. When he goes into a house, tell the owner that the teacher asks, where is, my, where is my room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? He will take you upstairs and show you a large room. The room will be completely furnished. Get everything ready for us there. The disciples left. They went into the city and found everything as Jesus had told them. So he prepared the Passover. When everything came, Jesus arrived with his 12 disciples. Now, I, read, I, read, I was reading... Uh, the Easter story this past week and past month. And I read this passage and I was thinking about Easter at the wreck tonight. And I was thinking about Easter. And I was looking at this passage and, and it says here that to go and find the man with the jug of water. So Jesus was like, hey, just go and, go and find the guy with the jug of water. Follow him, knock on his door. He'll have everything ready. And I was sort of challenged in my, in, in my spirit and it, Hopefully this challenges you a little bit this morning. That how many times do we look for the exact perfect opportunity to share God's love or to give an, an Easter at the wreck invite or a Discovery Church invite or something to speak, speak Jesus to? Because you're like, I don't know if they know about Jesus. That Jesus is already working in people's lives. Jesus told the disciples, go and find the guy with the jug and everything will be prepared. How, did, how do you think that individual knew about Jesus? Jesus somehow told him through some kind of a telepathically mental, I don't know how he told him, but how many times are people walking around in our lives, in our schools, in our workplaces, where Jesus is already actively making them question or actively making them think about what life is all about, and, and Jesus is giving us the opportunity to be the doorway for him to walk through and through their lives, and we just say, no, don't worry about it. Well, after the disciples said, I'm not going to find. Just walking up to a random guy with a jug of water and saying, hey, we're supposed to eat Passover here. He already knew about it. How many times do we neglect, do I neglect to give an invite or to, to speak a word of life over somebody? Because I'm thinking, oh, they, they'll just think it's weird. Jesus is already actively pursuing people. And there's nowhere in our world that's a gospel-free zone. So if there are people there, God is there. If, if, if there are people there, the fingerprint of God is there, even though it might be the darkest place in our world. God is actively working there. And then it goes on. Uh, he has supper. He predicts Peter's denial. Jesus is arrested. Peter, uh, uh, Jesus is rejected by the crowds and stands in front of the front of in front of the judge, and 
soldiers make fun of Jesus and he's crucified, which, which was Good Friday. And then he, he went to, he, he died for a couple of days and then he, then he was raised again, which is Easter, which is the reason that we can have the hope and peace and, and faith that we have. Jesus was risen. Today we, we, we celebrate Easter, that Jesus rose from the dead for our sins, for our, for our mess ups, for our screw ups, for the crap in our lives. He rose and it's conquered, it's done, it's over. And that's, it is something to celebrate. There's two things over the past three weeks that I've been preparing. And as I read it, it kept coming over and over and over in my mind. And two challenges that kept coming up as I reread and reread and reread the Easter story. I'd like to share them with you. And I like like them for maybe challenge where you're at today. And looking at TBT, throwback to a time when, and looking at memories, does the story that changed my life, does the story of Jesus giving his life on a cross, raising again, so I can have a relationship with, with God, only pop up in my life as a memory? Does it only pop up once a year where I go to church on Easter or maybe on Christmas? Or maybe it's once a month when, uh, because maybe the church that you went to or the church that you do go to does, does communion once a month. So I remember the death of Jesus and what he did once a month. And it just pops up as a memory. Or it pops up when I really need Jesus to intervene in my life. Oh, God. oh yeah, Jesus, you gave your life and, and, you, and you rose again so I could have this or so I could be freed from this. And it only pops up in our memory feed in our lives and just gets filed away as this nice little memory. See, Jesus' death and resurrection is not meant to just be a memory. Jesus' death and resurrection is meant to be a constant reminder and a daily encounter with the reality that without Jesus, without what he did, without his death and resurrection, we cannot live in peace. We cannot live with purpose. We cannot live with hope that there is more to life than just waking up every single day, going to work, paying bills, going home, and doing it all over again. But when, when we have a relationship with Jesus, you guys intentionally, Patrick, you intentionally, gotta love it. The cross was meant to be, to be an encounter, a daily encounter, where we recognize that our lives are literally just mere dust without surrender to the man who gave his life. And am I continually grateful for the Son of God coming to earth to be a sacrifice for me. And then challenge two came to me, and I'm like, 
I'm trying to recall when I gave my life to Christ, and there was probably a couple of different encounters, but I, but I grew up in a, in a Christian home, and there was a time where I kind of like completely surrendered my life to Jesus, but there are other times I'm kind of like, I think I was a Christian, and maybe you grew up in a, in a home where that was, and maybe you haven't even given your life to Christ yet, or maybe it was last week, but I was challenged in my personal life, is that can I even remember, can I even remember what life was like before I gave my life to Christ? Can I remember? I, and I started thinking back to the time when I was a kid. I'm like, I'm, oh man, I messed up today. Jesus, I think you're, but I'm like, I think you're forgiving me, but I'm like hanging outside of my, my parents' door, seeing if I can hear my parents snore. And I was like, they're, oh, they're still breathing. You know, Jesus, Jesus has not come back yet, so I'm okay. Uh, right? I'm like, as a kid, it's like, you think of these things. But maybe your life was a little bit more colorful. Maybe you can't, maybe you, you can remember, and man, it was only two weeks ago that I was on the, like, the brink of like maybe being, thrown in jail for some time or on the edge of being divorced or, or maybe, maybe your life was a complete mess up and most of our lives are. But can I remember what it was like to lack purpose, to not live in the hope and the peace and joy that God brings? And as time goes on, it's easy to forget. I had a memory pop up from 10 years ago. And up until the time that the memory popped up on my newsfeed, I was kind of like, oh, yeah. I, I couldn't remember it, but it popped up. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that time that I was in Swan Hills, Alberta, and we seen 39 people give their lives to Christ. And, 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 I, and it's popped up, and I was like, oh, yeah. But I don't want that to happen with, with my relationship with Jesus for what he did with me. It can't just be a pop-up whenever it just, it, whenever a time of year. It's got to be a daily encounter, a daily memory of what Jesus did for us. And it's easy to forget. The cross, the death of Jesus, gets filed away as time goes on, it feels like. And as it gets filed away, lots of times as, as Christians, we're like, well, you know what? Yeah, that's fine. But we start living a life thinking we have it all figured out. And all of a sudden, something sometimes switches and says, well, well I'm okay. God kind of owes me this, right? Like, I'm, I'm good. God starts, we start thinking that, well, of course God's going to forgive me and welcome me into heaven. And, because I gave my life to Christ when I was four. Or... And it's fine to live in the reality that, that we are heaven bound, but what about everybody else that lives around us that don't know Jesus, that lives without the hope, that lacking peace, that lacking joy, that only Jesus can bring? I'm going to ask Sean Lee to come back up. Maybe, Jen, if you would come as well. The cross of death of Jesus gets filed away in our minds as a nice memory. As something that popped up in our news feeds once a year. Today I think there's two types of people here. One, those that have committed their lives to Christ. 
And we need the memory and the reality of what Jesus did in our lives to pop up more often. How many times are we broken in the presence of God because we recognize that we are complete failures without him, that our lives lack lack complete purpose without him, that life is incomplete without a relationship with God. And I I ask you this question, do you remember what it was like to live without Christ? To feel, to wake up every day and to feel and ask the question, is there more to life? Do you, can you remember what it was like? God, may I never lose the wonder of the cross. God, let me be brought back to the first time that I surrendered to you. The, the, the weight of, of, of all my sin, the weight of everything on me just seemed to lift when I surrendered my life to Christ. And that's what it can do for us today. Sometimes we forget what it's like to live a life without Jesus and we just keep going on and, and on and think about everybody else's life. Well, it's gotta be like this, but we forget the weight that Jesus took off our shoulders and nailed to a cross. Our need for salvation has to be a daily encounter, a daily thanksgiving that the Son of God would lay down his life and give it for us. And not just for you, for us, for humanity. Thanks for taking time to listen to this week's message from Discovery Church. If this ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love to hear about it. Please email us at info at mydiscoverychurch.ca.